Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Hello, my beautiful friend. Today, we are talking about the number two most critical part of your marketing. If you know what the number one element is, I'll reveal that at the end too. This is so important because this affects every bit of your marketing, everything from your website to your emails to a chat bot to a video to post any place that you have words if it is brochures videos posts ads any of that you need this and even your signs but most definitely i think this is where beauty professionals go wrong is the website so this is going to be critical for you to know what it is and it is dun, 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 headline and hooks. So that's what we're talking about today. Obviously, this can kill a sales page or a website, or it could help it because that first headline and hook is what keeps people reading. It's what keeps people going on and on, right? And so if that first part is not engaging, then they don't want to keep reading. They don't want to keep moving on to what you have to say. So you could spend all this time making your website fantastic. You could spend all of this time thinking about all of the words, but if you have not really taken the time and energy to have the proper hook and the proper headline, then it's all going to be for nothing, right? Because that hook and that headline is what keeps them reading. That hook and headline is what keeps them going to the next sentence, okay? So that's what we're talking about today. It's one of those things that we rarely think about. It's one of those things that a lot of people just never really take the time to think about their headline for not only their website, but also the headline for a post, the headline for the subject line for an email, the headline for your video, because that's what we've been talking about lately, right? The headline for your video. Super, super important. I want to give you some examples and some real things that you can use today. So here's what PayPal first came out with, right? Elon Musk, they first said when he was creating PayPal, PayPal is a fully integrated financial infrastructure that allows consumers to securely process transactions with an ease-to-use interface. What the heck, right? And then they came up with, okay, because people were like, nobody knows what this is, and it obviously wasn't very popular. Then they came up with, PayPal allows you to send and receive money with your email address. Bingo. It was clear. People knew what it was. It was compelling. And that is a very good example of how a headline or a hook can be off or it can be on. So here's the thing. There are a few elements when it comes to having a really good headline. One of my favorites is curiosity. 
Because if you've heard the expression, curiosity killed the cat, but it fills the bank account. (laughs) And that is because we want to know, it's like fear of missing out. We want to know what is it, right? Our brain does not like there to be an open loop, right? We want to know what the closure is. I say this all the time that like my husband will turn on a movie or a TV show, and then he'll be like, ah, this is boring. I'm done with it. But I want to know how it ends. So even if I can't stand it, I will watch it till the end because I want to know how it ends. And this is why TV shows, like they hook us with on the next rose ceremony, the most dramatic episode of The Bachelor yet. Like They've been saying that for seven years. (laughs) And it still works because it's curiosity. We want to know what happens, right? I'm going to give you some specific examples. But if you have curiosity in your elements of your headlines for a post, for a video title, for a website, for your emails, for your chatbots, any of those things, it will get people to keep reading because they want to click, right? They want to see what it is. Okay. So the two things that most people want in, in terms of marketing, you've probably heard this before, you definitely heard me talk about it, is they want to avoid pain and they want to find pleasure. Avoid pain and find pleasure. So this would be, think about if you're talking about for a beauty service, it'd be like if you would say something like, stop waking up, struggling in the morning to fix your eyebrows and they're still not even and you look ridiculous, right? That's avoiding pain or stop struggling with sparse brows or sparse eyelashes, anything like that or acne or whatever. You're digging into the pain, but it's going to get them to take action, right? Finding pleasure would be like wake up looking beautiful and save 20 minutes each morning. That is a way to seek pleasure. So those are two different headlines. Both are leading to your beauty services, but they're going to attract people in different ways. Okay. So you might want to write this down. This is a writer downer. The six most effective emotions to have in your headlines and in your hooks. And by the way, I think of a headline is the very top sentence, right? The very top sentence is the headline. A hook is, I think of it as a general theme of what do you want to bring them in, right? A hook could be like even three sentences in a row, right? So it's like the headline is usually first, and then the hook is like a few paragraphs that's right after that. So the headline is more like curiosity or these emotions that we're going to go through in just a moment, but it doesn't have to really be super specific. So what's really key is that the hook is the part that's going to identify them like, yes, this is for me. This is why I want to read more. This is why it's worth my time. So that's like the hook, if you think about it like that. All right. So we talked about the first one, which is curiosity and then controversy and then FOMO. You've heard of that one, right? Fear of missing out. (laughs) That's a big one. And that's actually, by the way, they've done studies. This is like a little side note. FOMO and actually scarcity, more specifically, scarcity is one of the number one things that gets people to take action. All right. I've I've done many podcasts. You can go back and listen to the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast where I talk about even if you look at De Beers Diamonds, they'll say like they've made diamonds scarce, even though diamonds really aren't that scarce. In fact, there are other gems that are even more scarce than diamonds like emeralds, but they've made them seem more scarce to drive up demand and drive up the price. 
So scarcity is one of those things. And when there's a little bit of that FOMO, that fear of missing out, it goes along with that scarcity. Okay, greed, humor, and certainty. Okay, those are the, the emotions. When we're talking about curiosity, one of the great ways that you can have curiosity with an email subject line or a post or a video is to ask a question. So you'll notice that I did that today. I also had that, like I said, do you know what the second most critical part of marketing is to get more clients, right? So it's a question like, oh, what is that? I need to know that, right? So you can start with a question like, do you know what can save you 20 minutes each morning and help you look your best or help you walk out the door with confidence, right? And it's just, oh, okay. And then they want to open that email or they want to click on that post or watch that video. Like they want to take the next step. What is it? So that's curiosity, right? Here's another example of curiosity. When you say do this and maybe put the word this in capital. So it's what is this? Do this to look 10 times more beautiful while you save hours each week, right? That type of thing, right? And so what is this? It could be your hydrofacial. It could be lashes. It could be brows. It could be a lot of things. So do this. And then if that's a curiosity, what is this? I want to know what this is. Okay. Another example would be like when you say something like if it's a bizarre or if it's a secret or if it's an undiscovered thing, it's what is that? I want to know what the secret is. I want to know what I'm missing out on. Okay, tell me, have you used any of those? Have you seen yourself also click on those? If you have seen a headline that is do this, or I'll tell you if you're on my email list that I use these. So you might have read that subject line and said, oh, what is this? I want to know more. Okay, here are some other examples. Like this changes everything. If you say, if you're calling out your audience, this is another way. So this isn't necessarily curiosity-based. Um, this would be more certainty-based, but if you say attention women over 35, right, attention women over 50, if that is the audience that you attract or you're targeting, that is going to be certainty. That is for them. It's, oh, yeah, that's me. Anytime, yeah, anytime there is a limited time training or a limited time offer or a limited time promotion, that is going to spark FOMO. Right. Okay. And by the way, the reason why that's also important is because people are always thinking, what's in it for me? You've heard me say many times that everybody is tuned into the radio station WIIFM, which stands for what's in it for me. So it's that first headline, that first hook that's like, why is this worth my time? Why should I read more? Right. And so many times people don't even think about the hook or the headline of their website. They're just like so worried about the before and after pictures. But at the beginning, it doesn't even compel people to want to read more, right? So here's one that is going to get people riled up. So it could be something like why you should quit your job and move to another country. Right? That might, that's not only going to be curiosity, but it also is going to be like, oh, like this is going to, it stirs up some emotion, right? A FOMO example. Here's everything that you need and it goes away tonight, right? Like this special promotion goes away at midnight, right? Or this life-changing promotion ends today. 
So that is a great example of FOMO. Oh, I need to get it before it goes away. You've seen this before, like only three spots left to looking beautiful every day. That is a great example of FOMO and it's tying into what they want, right? So think of that. Okay, here's another good headline example would be, you'll thank me and yourself later. So it's, okay, I don't want to miss this now. You'll be thanking me now and later. Sometimes hurry before it's too late. That is used so many times in marketing campaigns. Hurry before it's too late. That's another example of FOMO, of you don't want to miss out on that. Greed could be like anything with money, how to add more zeros to your bank account. It could be like, do this to get more clients is basic. But if you say something like, why this small tweak will bring clients begging on their knees. Like that is obviously more compelling. It's more dimensional, visceral, like it, it, it paints a picture, right? It's, oh, wow, that seems like really juicy. You can use a lot of these structures. I want to also just drive home the point that the headline for your website, the headline for your email, for your video, for your post, for chatbot, for a brochure, for everything that you write in marketing is so important. People read the headline 10,000 times more than they read the rest of the content, right? They read that headline and decide whether they're going to read more, right? So it doesn't matter if all of that can be juicy and good. If the headline doesn't compel them and doesn't hook them in to read more, it doesn't matter. So really take the time to think about like your subject lines for your email. Take the time to think about these things before you write it. So we talked about, oh, I didn't talk about humor or certainty, but those were the other two emotions. When you add a little bit of mystery is the curiosity one. And when you are humor, like any type of jokes, anything that's funny or witty. And by the way, chat GPT, just obviously there's, I'm putting a plug in for something I don't have any connection to, but just love it. It can really help you think of some better headlines and hooks. Many times I'll go to ChatGPT. I use the pro version 4 versus 3.5 and I'll just say, help me create 10 to 20 subject lines for this email about this or compelling scroll stopping post, right? Or something like that, right? You can just say, help me create a witty, humorous, short and punchy subject line. All right, you can ask it questions like that and see what you get back. It helps, by the way, to know or to give the chat bot to give it information about your brand. So it feels more tailored to your brand messaging and it's not so generic, right? So that's super important. Okay, going to the swipeable structure. So here are some things that you can use. So secret to XYZ, right? Secret to waking up in the morning and loving your reflection. That's a great line, right? That could be like a million dollar campaign right there, seriously. <laughs> Write that down. It could be a little known secret, a little known fact, right? A little known fact, dot, dot, dot. A little known fact of how 50% of the country loves this service or how most people don't know about this time-saving, confident-building service, right? That sort of thing. Do you suffer from? That's Remember how I said about seeking pain? Um, seeking pleasure or going away from pain. So do you suffer from is actually tapping into that pain? Do you suffer with sparse eyebrows? Do you suffer with sparse lashes? 
Do you suffer from acne? That sort of thing, right? Are you bothered by the wrinkles, right? Do you feel like you look older than you are? Or do you look older than you feel? Yeah. How I blank without blank, right? How I take pictures without worry. How I always am ready to go without wasting a minute. That would be a good headline for you. Discover. We talked about that because that's a curiosity. Say goodbye to. So it would be like say goodbye to avoiding family photos. Say goodbye to whatever that pain point that that might be holding them back. The easiest way, people like easy. We like time-saving. We like anything that's going to be simple, easy, time-saving, that type of thing. So like the easiest way to wake up in the morning and be ready to go. I feel like do you suffer from is overused. Yes, it is. It is. So that's why sometimes things can backfire when words are overused. So that it would be good to think outside of the box. But the reason why it's used so frequently is because people are more motivated by pain. They're more motivated to get out of pain than they are to seek pleasure. So if they're in pain, it gets them to be like, yes, that's me. Versus, yeah, I'm good. I can say people will stay in good for a long time. And they will, I say that good is the enemy of great. They're just like, they're okay. They're fine. They're good. They're all right. And so they won't take action on what they really want. And yeah, do you suffer is one of the things that people will use to get them to do it. Yeah. How to do blank without blank, the fastest way, the easiest way, warning. Anytime somebody says warning, warning, you may be missing out on this life-changing treatment, warning, I might ruffle a few feathers, but you need to hear this. People are going to be like, wait, what is that? That's a little bit of like curiosity. And it's a little bit like FOMO. It has a, a combination of everything in there. So if you have proof, if you also use like numbers in like a headline or this really good for subject lines for emails, people feel like numbers are more logical. We want to appeal to the emotion because people buy based on emotion, but they justify with logic. And so the numbers brings in that logic. Nine out of 10 clients say that this was the best investment right? Or this 10 out of 10 say that this is the best thing that they've done in their life, right? That type of thing. You can go for positive. You can definitely go for positive. I know sometimes we want to avoid like things that sound negative, but I will tell you the statistics say that negative gets people to take more action and it's hard to do. So I wouldn't go all one or all the other. Do a combination, right? And you can obviously always split test things like see, especially if you're doing like a sales promotion and you have two different ads or if you're doing different posts, do one that evokes pain and do one that evokes pleasure and see which gets more response, right? Which gets more clicks. Like anything where there's like a mystery gets, again, going back to that curiosity, the weird trick that's saving women across America 20 minutes each day or something like that, right? And obviously, whatever the trick is, it's like your beauty service, it saves them time and helps them look better, right? So they don't have to put on as much makeup or they don't have to do as much things. That would be it, right? Okay, so here's also like you've seen some of these like you can say five ways to lose annoying belly fat or five ways to look better in the morning, that type of thing, right? That would be an example. Another one would be a how-to. You can have a how-to 
do something quickly. So something that's going to save them time, how to wake up in the morning again and not be stressed while going to work, right? That's really good, right? How to start your day off with calmness while you look in the mirror or something like that, right? Because some mornings can be so stressful. The truth about, the truth about X, Y, and Z. That's another one that is, I'm not sure if I mentioned that earlier, but whatever you do, the truth about if you're doing aesthetic beauty services, the truth about why over-the-counter products are not going to get you the results you want. The truth about, let's see, lash growth serums, right? The truth about stamp on brow products, right? The truth about brow pencils or something like that, right? It's going to be like, oh, what is that? So it's educating, right? It's intriguing and it's educating because that's what we're always doing with our audience, right? The headline and the hook is just to get their attention, right? We need to get their attention, especially in today's world where people are super distracted and there's a lot going on. We need to get their attention and then we need to educate them on why our solution is going to be better for them. And so it's not just poking at the pain after that. It's, is this you? And so they're like, yeah, that's me. I do have sparse brows or I did over tweeze. I did whatever it is, right? They're like going down the checklist. Yeah, I am frustrated with that. I am worried that I'm going to sweat off my brows. I am whatever it is, right? You're going through like a checklist. And then you're also saying, here's how I can help you. So would you try this? Is another, again, questions are always really good. And then there's really good what they call catchy words. Like if you use words like shocking, that's that's like mysterious. That's another catchy word. Step-by-step is used a lot because people want things to be easy, simple. Those are really good words to use. Weird or bizarre or something like that. Like the bizarre thing that you may not have thought of that will help you every day, right? It's like people are like, what is that? It's something different. And so it's unique, right? Eliminate is another good word. Mistake is another good word. So those are some things to think about when you are thinking about your headline and hooks and just even just grabbing your audience's attention. I wanted to talk just briefly about the number two most critical thing to get more clients. And that is your headline and your hook with all of your marketing, most important thing in your marketing. But I want to tell you the number one thing as promised. The number one most critical thing to get more clients is your offer. Your offer is how you package your services. So your offer is your promise, your price, your process, and your proof. And I really didn't say those in order, but, and I'll give you some examples really quick because I think this is so important. So, so many times people just talk about their service and they don't really think about their whole offer and how we package that up. So your promise. So for example, if something said lose five pounds in one year, like that promise is not very intriguing because we've heard that before. And so I'm not going to want to click on that, right? Lose five pounds in a year. That's a long time to lose five pounds. Okay. But the same thing is, if it sounds too good to be true, like if it's lose five pounds in five minutes, I'm going to be like, no, I don't believe it. It's not believable. So it needs to be intriguing, but it also needs to be believable. That is your promise. What are people getting from your service? Okay. So we said your promise, your process. I'm not really going to go into your process right now, 
because that's a little bit more in, in depth and we teach a lot more on that in Elevate Your Beauty Business. We know obviously what we do, but we need to talk about the transformation. What is the end result? Why are they coming to you? What is that promise? Okay. Now proof, we all know, right? Proof is testimonials, social proof, so, so strong, right? I can't tell you. I think today, by the way, is Amazon Prime Day. <gasps> it's Amazon Prime Day. <laughs> I just, it's so bad. I love Amazon <laughs> a little too much. Um, but there are some really good deals on Prime Day. I've gotten some really good stuff. Okay. So one of the things about that is when you're ordering on Amazon, the reason I thought about that is because we look at the reviews, right? We read the reviews of perfect strangers, people we don't know because the reviews, social proof is strong, right? We're like, if 11,000 people said that they love it, can't be bad, right? So think about that, right? So just talking about those two things that I made up earlier where I said, lose five pounds in five minutes, it's not believable. But if there were 11,000 reviews, I might be like, huh, wait a minute here. I might be like, hey, there might be something to it. I probably actually, yes, I would click. I'm going to admit, like... I'm, that might be that I'm gullible and that might be that I trust strangers too much. But I think if there were 11,000 re reviews, like 11,000 testimonials, and by the way, if they only had like, it could be like something that sounds amazing, but if they don't have any testimonials, we doubt it. We, we're skeptical, right? So proof is really important. And then price. And price, people always think it has to be low and it's not true. So obviously, if it, let's just say it was lose five pounds in five minutes, they had 11,000 testimonials, right? 11,000 reviews. They had that strong social proof, but it was a million dollars. I'm not buying it. Okay. Also, if it's five dollars, I'm also going to be pretty skeptical, right? Too high, too low. Like it's not right. So there is a sweet spot with pricing as well. So that is your offer, right? Understanding your promise, your price, your process, and your proof, and really having that so it's unique and different and stands out. That's the number one most important part of your marketing is your offer, not your services. Your services are part of your offer, but your offer, how you package that up is the number one thing that's most important. But number two, as we talked about today, is that headline, that hook that is going to get them to continue to read and stop the scroll and get them to continue to click on what you have and learn more about what you have so important. So I hope that you have taken some nuggets. So last week we were talking about videos and video collaborations. And this is along that line of your video titles. But my call to action for you today is if you found value, because I put a lot of time and effort in, in trying to bring you good stuff and educate and not waste your time. And I appreciate you being here. But if you found value in today, I would love for you to share it on your socials, share it with a friend. I would totally appreciate it. And tag me when you share it. Okay, that's it for today, guys. Have fun. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, Hugs and High Fives. See you next week.